0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35-bag umbrella and all that damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast, 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 podcast. Yo, what's going on people, you're listening to the Dishnomic Podcast, I hope you've had a good week thus far, for those who are big drinkers, I hope you managed to survive your dry January, I didn't take part, because I don't drink that much and I didn't drink either, but anyway, first time listeners, thank you, I hope you stay, so click the follow button on or subscribe button, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, especially click the notification button so when my pods drop hit straight to your device, you know what I'm saying? And if you're enjoying this, please give a cheeky review. Every little helps, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, this week's episode is an interesting one. It's pretty much a follow-on episode. There's another politics one from last week. Last week, I spoke on the latest iteration of the conservative clown show, and that is the conservative party's complex relationship with following rules and regulations, especially the law of the land, which is quite ironic as once you're an MP, especially you're part of the government, you're actually a lawmaker. So I spoke on some pretty gruesome crimes from some members of the Tory Tory MPs, sorry, some members of the Conservative Party. I spoke on the Prime Minister getting another fixed penalty notice. He's second in over a year. And of course, Nadine Zahawi, the chairman, should I say, former chairman of Conservative Party, issues with HMRC. And that is where we're going to focus today. He has now been sacked. And I'm going to tell you why, who, what, what, where. Hiya, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's lit. Yo, what's going on people? This conservative clown show is just never ending. Ever since Boris defeated Jeremy Corbyn in December 2019, just before COVID. COVID? COVID. I was getting ready for Ghana, what a good time. I wonder how many people want a do-over of um, the last general, well that general election, should I say. Well, that was last general election. 2019 general election. I'll be interested to see how many people will switch their votes. But yeah, it's been a constant clown show and the latest episode is the chairman of the Conservative Party, Nadine Zahawi, is being sacked for something that was been lingering for a couple of years. But before I get into why he's been sacked and the implications, for those who might not be too aware of this gentleman, I thought it would be good to give some background information. So... Nadine Zahawi is believed to be one of the richest MPs after selling online polling company YouGov as a co founder. So, you might have seen polls regarding how things are going in politics from YouGov. He was actually a co founder. There were a lot of questions regarding the, the sale of the shares, and that is the crux of the issue and how the, the sale of those shares were taxed. Before this issue hit headlines, the 50 year old man was relied upon for social media presence, especially um, from the Conservative Party, because he was seen as a safe pair of hands, especially after his exploits with the vaccine, which I'll get onto, he had a kind of good public image. So his background. Dazin Zahawi was actually born in Iraq and he eventually fled Iraq with his family, right? His family in Iraq were actually highly respected. His grandfather was actually the chairman of the central bank of Iraq, and his signature was actually on Iraqi notes. This was all before Saddam Hussein came to power in the 1970s, and you probably don't need to be told that things got a bit techie after Saddam t- took the reins. Obviously, his family moved to Britain, and as a young man, to make some cash to get by, Nadzim Zahawi was a mini-car driver, however, His mum, of course, went to uni, like most of our mums do. And she pawned her jewellery so he didn't have to worry about finances. And he managed to get into University College London, UCL, a very, very good university, to do chemical engineering. Must be a smart lad. Now, obviously, he eventually got into politics. And he has been a part of a few scandals. So, he was a part of a scandal not too long ago regarding... Uh, some Tory MPs go into a men's only um, club and somebody was like harassed, but he said that he left early because he was uncomfortable. I think he kind of dodged a bullet on that one. And he was also part of the expenses scandal, which I think I've done a pod on, but I'm going to bring that back because when you hear what these men are expensing, in a saying, um, Nadine Zahawi was expensing electricity supply to his stables. Yeah. the the British taxpayers should be paying for electricity for your stables. Yeah, big man. So yeah, 2018 now. Um, Theresa May, who was then the Prime Minister, um, t- dealing with Brexit, or failing to deal with Brexit, as some will say, made him educational minister. He made he still remained minister when Boris Johnson took over, um, winning the leadership contest after Theresa May was forced to resign eventually. He remained a minister when Boris Johnson took over and he moved from education to business. And then his real claim to fame came in November 2020 by the way of COVID. He became the vaccine minister. And across 11 months, he oversaw an extremely successful vaccine rollout, which was probably, not even probably, definitely the best in the world and well ahead of others in Europe, especially. He did a great, great job and obviously this boosted his stats. He then became educational secretary after Gavin Williamson was sacked, another, another man got panned. as he was seen as a safe pair of hands. He then became chancellor when Rishi Sunak quits, as well as Saj- Sajid Javid and all other people. Um, no, Sajid Javid quit a bit, but like all, these, all these people who quit um, the jobs that eventually led to Boris's downfall. And he kind of stayed loyal to Boris up until just before Boris eventually had his resignation. So he... Um, Call for Boris to go a few hours before Boris actually eventually left. Now, of course, you know that Liz Truss initially defeated Rishi Sunak early last summer, um, no, in September, actually, end of summer, um, September, to become Prime Minister, and she imposed Kwasi Kwarteng as the new Chancellor. Of course, Nadine Zakhar losing his job. Then, obviously, she and Kwasi got panged. Rishi Sunak won the... won the... um, the chairmanship, no, I mean the leadership race, and he reinstated Mr. Zahawi in the position of power as party chair. Now to an agree. He got his ass fired. Uh, What's that thing on Friday? How do you get fired on your day off? Well, he got fired on his day off. The Dean Zahawi has been sacked as Tory party chairman. Let me see if I can dig out the letter Um. That letter for the prime minister. Okay, and this is quite interesting because usually, quite often, when somebody is about to get the hook, get the boot, sorry, they give them the opportunity to resign. They they send in they send in their re- letter of resignation. It doesn't look as bad on them. Their Wikipedia page it ain't got that stain. You know what I'm saying, it doesn't look as bad. Even though people probably know why one, but it doesn't look as bad. Not this one, boy. And let me read rishi's letter. I find it quite mad that you get sacked and then man are writing new public letters, not sent to you crazy. Then when I became Prime Minister last year, I pledged that the government I led would have integrity, professionalism and accountability at every level. That is why, following new information which came came to light in recent days regarding your personal finance arrangement and declarations, I asked Sir Louis Magnus, the Independent Advisor of Minister's Interest, to fully investigate this matter. You agreed and undertook to cooperate fully with the inquiry. Following the completion of the independent advisor investigation, the findings of which he has shared with us both, it's clear there had been a serious breach of the Ministerial Code. As a result, I have I've informed you of my decision to remove you from your position as in his majesty's government. As you leave, you should be extremely proud of your wide range of achievements in government over the last five years. In particular, your successful oversight of the COVID 19 vaccine procurement and deployment programme which ensured the United Kingdom was at the forefront of the global response to the coronavirus pandemic. Your role was crucial to ensuring our country came through this crisis and saved many lives. And as the Conservative Party chairman, you have undertaken significant restructuring to the Conservative campaign headquarters and radar us for important work in the coming months. It is also with pride that I and previous prime ministers have been able to draw upon your service of a Kurdish-born Iraqi refugee at the highest levels of the UK government, that is something which people up and down this country have rightfully valued. I know I'll be able to count on your support from the backbenches as you have continuously, as you continue to passionately and determinedly serve your constituents of Stratford upon Avon and represent the many issues and campaigns you are dedicated to. Thank you for your service to this and previous governments. Yours sincerely, Rishi Sunak. So lengthy letter. I I should read his letter, but I can't lie. I thought. Run letter will be a lot quicker than it is, and I ain't gonna do that. But anyway, yeah, Rishi sacked my this day off and he did it publicly. The Prime Minister's ethics advisor found via an inquiry or inquiry that Mr. Zahawi had failed to disclose that HMRC was investigating his tax affairs. So Laurie Magnus inquiry made a made clear that serious breaches to the Ministerial Code had happened. The Prime Minister asked for this probe after Nadim admitting to paying a tax settlement to HMRC including a penalty in recent weeks. Like, wait, 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 hold on. You told me this shit was care. What? Um, um, so Laurie wrote that Mr. Zahawi's conduct as a minister had fallen w- below the high standards that as Prime Minister you rightfully expect from those who serve you in government. So Laurie also cited Mr. Zahawi's failures to update his register of interest until more than a year after HMRC started looking into his taxes. So until after more than 365 days later, you eventually register these details. When Mr. Zahawi reached a settlement with a tax man in 2022, August, this too should have been declared. But he didn't declare that until 2023, Better, Mr. Sahar had previously insisted he acted properly and that he said his taxes were an error that was careless and not deliberate. Naturally, ain't nobody buying that. Nobody is buying that at all. But the omissions of information this constitutes as a serious failure to meet the standards set out in the ministerial code. And that's what Mr. Laurie wrote in his report. He was also critical of Mr. Zahawi's description of news stories regarding this. In July 2022, and I remember this clearly. He said, this was smidge, bro. Come on, dog. You know, you can't do me like that. Everything patterned. And not only did he say these, these these stories were smears, which they weren't, he failed to correct the record for damn near six months. It's ridiculous. I consider that this delay in correcting an untrue public statement is inconsistent with the requirements of the of openness. That was said by <clears throat> pardon me, by Sir Laurie. <clears throat> you made this statement publicly. It was incorrect and you haven't cleared it up for several months. That is a failure of the ministerial code. Mr O'Hare's response to this was to thank the Prime Minister and said he took pride in his role in the vaccine rollout and the Queen's funeral, but he did not offer apology or mention his tax affairs and he promised to support the Prime Minister. Bye, oh boy, what a mess. Okay, before I talk on the big picture look out um, outlook and wrap this podcast up i want to give you a timeline of mr zahawi and his tax affairs april 2021 so almost two years ago hmrc starts having interaction with mr zahawi including a meeting with him and his advisors Mr. zahawi who was a vaccine prime minister vaccine minister at the time told Solori he believes he was merely being asked certain queries rather than being investigated Obviously, Sir Louis said he must have, he should have understood that this is a serious matter and included it in his declaration of interest. Of course, obviously, they can't just say that you're a liar because that's a, a big word of politics, but come on, dog, you're lying. 15th of September, 2021, Mrs. Zahawi was made Education Secretary by, by then Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Sir Louis said Mrs. Zahawi again failed to declare his interest of Boris Johnson. July 2022, so that's the 5th, the 10th, and the 15th. On the 5th, he's promoted to Chancellor. He completes a declaration of interest for his new role, but makes no reference to an investigation by HMRC. Five days later, he describes reports that he's been investigated by HMRC as smears, as I said prior. Another five days later, Mr. Zahari reaches agreement with HMRC for Fay to take reasonable care. BBC has then been told the total amount Pay for tax taxman was in a region of about five m's, three point seven million was outstanding plus a penalty on top. Crazy. September twenty twenty two, a final settlement is agreed, but Mr Zahawi does not update his declaration of interest form with any with the new information. September October twenty twenty two, so just autumn last year, Mr Zahawi becomes levelling up minister under Liz Truss, and Tory party chair later on. Under Rishi Sunak. Again, he does not update his declaration of interest form. The 21st of January 2023, he issues a statement acknowledging he has reached a settlement with HMRC following an investigation. 2023, the Prime Minister asked his ethics advisor to investigate, and then boom, he got his ass sacked. Several occasions, and obviously this looks bad for the Tories, but it's because of his individual actor. Was it wasn't like Boris Johnson or Liz Truss or, or um, was his snack work incompetent in this particular arena. He just fell to the clear. Terrible, terrible stuff. Now, this has now put further pressure on the Conservatives as looking as incompetent and ridiculous and put further pressure on Rishi because people are saying... Are you being naive? Are you weak? You should have handled this. And I think that's why he probably went to sack him instead of allowing him to resign to show that he's not weak. Um, but some people are saying that he should have acted quicker. Some people say, like Michael Gove, and others say, that, oh, you have to wait for the facts, which is a reasonable thing to say. But yeah, like, I think it's one of... The, it's just pretty embarrassing for the Conservative Party. And it's, ter- and it's such a terrible look. And the reason why it's such a terrible look. And he had to get sacked, in my opinion, is because Donny was the Chancellor for a while. You're in charge of tax. And you're being investigated by HMRC. That's insane. He had to go. Now, where Rishi Sunak is going to face probably some serious questions on Wednesday by Keir Starmer and just going forward from, from, from critics and the Labour Party, is that... Suella so Braverman was found to be in breach of ministerial code and you reinstate reinstating her, you put her into, back into government. Obviously, my man b- bangs the, um, fails the ministerial code and you sack him while well, going. So, yeah, boy, yeah, oh boy. This is just not a good look. They just, they're just such clowns, these lot. Such clowns. I wish he's got a tall task of ready, standing this ship and fighting the election next year because... It just seems like every month or every two months there's another scandal and it's not even like it's that backbenchers; it's higher profile members of the Conservative Party, so yeah. Yeah, this, this is just a bad look, but boy, what could you do? We're finishing this country, shall I? But anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this week's pod. Please, please share this pod, tell, us, tell, us, tell us, to to a friend and any topic suggestions, hit up Hello at This Until next week, peace and blessings. Podcast Network.